Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode of Enlightened Conversations is hosted and produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I'm really excited today because we've got a really juicy topic to dive into and we're talking twin flames and divine lovers with Leanne Barefoot Medium, a very close friend and co-worker that we've done a lot of work, shared space together and Soul TV. We've, um, Leanne's been contributing to Lightwork Advocate magazine for best part of 2016. So she's amazing. I've even had the privilege of sharing Soul Friday platforms with her and it's been incredible. But just in case you don't know about anything about Leanne. Let me formally introduce her for you. Leanne, the barefoot medium, is an international medium. She's a trans channel, twin flame connector, spiritual teacher and author who has been connecting and communicating with spirit in her everyday life from a very young age. She's incredibly passionate about her work as a medium, with loved ones who have passed and is excited to be stepping further into her work as a psychic detective, consulting with families of those who are missing or who've been taken from this world through tragic circumstances to help them find some peace, justice and closure. Leanne is also a twin flame connector whose purpose is to work as a spiritual heart surgeon to help people heal their hearts, attract a soulmate or twin flame support them into coming into union with their divine partner, show them how they are loved, and provide strategies to allow them to embrace the love that is within their soul so that they can learn, grow, and expand into their highest potential on all levels. So it's my absolute pleasure to welcome my dear friend, Leanne Barefoot Medium. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's so... Um, exciting and such an honour to be able to have an enlightened conversation with you about one of my favourite topics, which is twin flames and divine lovers. Who doesn't like love? I love love. <laughs> right? It's a juicy topic that everybody is so interested in um, and, and wants to know about. So I'm so excited and honoured to be able to take part in this, Michelle. Yeah, I am too. I mean, golly geez, you know, it's a great topic, but seriously, all of the things that you have done, everything that you've put your hand to, your mediumship training, your beautiful um, cards that you've, you've created, um, your books, um, everything that I've seen you put your hand to, you just absolutely are immersed in that resonance of love and that spiritual vibration of truth and honesty and keeping it real. I love it. Thank you so much. It's um, part of who I am. I like to be authentic. Integrity is a massive thing for me and has been one of my life lessons. I'm so sure of it. Um, so it's really nice to, to hear someone say that they feel that because that's what I, I want to get across to people is that, that love and, and to feel that for everything and everyone that's around us, whether it's someone in the living or who's passed over and in the spirit world. 
Yeah, and I just love, I love how you keep everything really grounded too because, I don't know, I haven't actually asked you what kind of star sign you are. I'm a taurine, so I'm really earthed and I'm really grounded and I like, I'm very practical. So I like spiritual stuff but in a grounded way. Please, people, give us examples. And whenever I've worked with you, it's always really practical and I, and everyday life stuff. And for me, that's what works. That's what helps people to be able to really apply spiritual concepts in a tangible way that makes sense. I so agree. It's just I'm a Virgo, so I'm so ah. <laughs> I'm earth, I'm organisation, I'm a planner, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. I've let go of some of that. <laughs> it's part of my nature. Um, you know, I've got my little plan with me because I'm a Virgo. Even though I'll just tap into spirit and it'll probably just flow the way it needs to, I like to have that plan and that groundedness. And I think it's really important to remember that even if we are spiritual, we're here to have an earthly experience or a physical experience. And the reality is the people that we need to connect with, or for me, uh, particularly mediumship reads, I'm dealing with family members who've lost a loved one. And so you've got to keep it really grounded. They're in, at some point, they're in a stage of grief. And so they don't want to hear about all the airy-fairy spiritual stuff. It doesn't make sense. And when it comes to, you know, as I said, my work with, um, or as you said, my work with the psychic detective stuff, my background is criminology and psychology and teaching so it's all about those facts and evidence and groundedness in the in the physical world so I like to keep that real and when it comes to love we don't want to talk about airy fairy concepts that people can't relate to or use and practical skills that they can't use in their real world everyday life so I like to use examples that people can relate to. Yeah, you do. And I love that. And every article you write for the magazine, I'm always going, oh, yeah, good on you, Cleanne. You've, you've listed the steps. You've listed the tick, tick, tick. So for me, like I've got a, I've got a um, moon in Virgo. So my mothering is, yes, I have had to deal with perfectionistic issues. I have to deal with being over-organised and hence the show being a little bit on, well, very much on the um, spontaneous side in a lot of ways is extraordinarily uh, different and outside of comfort zone in a lot of ways. But more, more and more nowadays, it's how I love to be and I'm sort of sitting more comfortable in the peaceful pocket of it. But having said that, you know, there's a certain level of preparation spirit all, always wants us to do. And I think, you know, just being mindful of that, like like even our interactions over the past few weeks, you know, just whatever comes in and it's about listening. Like even the fact that we're, we're actually recording, the, like how about this for a recording of a show, the 11th of the 11th at 11 a.m.? I mean, holy cow, like spirit speaking to us and then, the, the message that came through about Remembrance Day was about remembering love to me today. And we're talking about twin flames. We're talking about divine lovers. We're talking about love. It's, like, amazing. So I just love that synchronicity that spirit allows us to, when we let go of that control as well, just to, you know, we do. We do all the time, even though we're a bit highly organised. And 
discipline to listen to spirit. So. Yeah, and, and look, you know, I'm, I'm over the other side of the world to you. So 11-11-11 is very much a twin flame number as well. And I'm not huge into numerology, but a lot of um, people when it comes to twin flames do start seeing that 11-11-11. And it's a reminder to come back into your heart space and to come back into love for you. and for all that is around you in the present moment rather than, you know, looking back too far in the past or too far ahead because, you know, Remembrance Day is about remembering love that is in the present moment regardless of the circumstances or situations that people have experienced in the past. It's about going, you know what, I honour whatever journey was there and is in this moment. So I think it's beautiful that spirit always puts us in the right place at the right time. Yeah, and I'm sure that everybody listening is probably at the edge of their seat going, tell us more. What's, tell me more about, I know I am, I really want to hear what you have to share today about Twin Flames, Wine Lovers, and your, like I love your messages that you get from spirit. So please share. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll start with what is a twin flame because I think there is quite a bit of, shall we say, misinformation out there or confusing information for people about what the difference is with a soulmate and a twin flame. And so, you know, I really like to keep things practical and simple and go with spirits told me there is four types of soulmates. The first one being karmic. Now, when we talk karmic, for me, that's really about um, balance. Yeah. The balance of positive or negative, you know, high vibration, low vibration. Everything has an equal and opposite that we have to come back into balance with. So if you don't believe in karma, that's okay. It's just about balance. And a karmic soulmate, can be someone that really comes into your life with an incredibly powerful, strong connection. And it can be like an instant, almost that, you know, love at first sight stuff and the fluttering. So that can be a karmic soulmate. They're put in your path to help you work through any past or current life issues and to get yourself back into balance, so to balance your karma. And, you know, often spirit says to me it's about um, balancing the sheet like we do with the debit and credits, <laughs> yeah? And so yeah. you're more on the debit end and are you giving out way too much and you've got to start receiving or are you doing all the receiving and you need to start giving? So... It's really about looking at it, at it as a, a debit and credit sheet in some ways and rebalancing your energy on a physical, emotional, mental or spiritual level. So that karmic relationship can be incredibly intense, incredibly powerful, incredibly painful for some people because it brings up all the stuff that needs healing. 
Yeah, and I wonder too that people get really confused by that and they think I've got this strong connection with this person. It's so intense and it's so like connected and ah, and they get carried away with that as being their like actual, you know, life partner. Whereas I understand what you're saying because I've had those connections in the past and I've had afterwards, I've had realisations around where I needed to be more balanced in my life and I can completely relate to that Um, and and hence moving on to, I'm sure, the topic of what more of what you're going to talk about will explain more of the story around how we can tell that. Yeah. And, and I think you're right, Michelle, in that sometimes when we're in a karmic relationship, we think that they are our life partner sometimes because we're in it. We're in that moment and, and I've been there too. And so, you know, if you're bringing up some of your, your own patterns, your own fears, your own limiting beliefs within that partnership, then if you're not aware to look at it, then you're not going to know it's there. And, and really the purpose of relationships, any type, is to learn and grow. So we've just got to learn through that. And some people stay in karmic relationships because they're meant to. And that's okay. So, and, and that's okay because that's what they're meant to do or that's where they're at and it's neither good nor bad, positive or negative. It just is and that's your experience. And there's others who have these beautiful companion soulmates, which are like your best friends. You know, you have that instant attraction to them, but it's not a sexual or romantic attraction. It's just you get each other completely and wholly. So they're a companion. Then you've got the romantic. Now, a romantic soulmate is someone who comes into your life to essentially teach you about parenting, commitment, trust. So that person might just be in your life to bring children in to the world. You may stay with a romantic um, soulmate if that's your purpose and your path and have that commitment, that trust, that family scenario for your entire life. That's okay as well. And here's where a twin flame comes in. A twin flame is all three and more. A twin flame is karmic, a companion, and a romantic, which is why people get so confused because, you know, you can think a karmic soulmate is your twin because there's so much information about twin flames will bring up all your stuff, and, but that may not be true. There's a, a different connection to it. It's divinely guided. It's divine partnership. It's divine lovers. So it's a soul-to-soul connection and instant recognition. Sometimes you resist it because of fear or your own baggage from the past because it is incredibly powerful. But you're brought together for a purpose, a larger purpose, and it is often to do spiritual work 
or work for humanity in whatever way that is to serve. So there's a higher purpose to it. I love this. I love this, Leanne. Um, makes a lot of sense. Um, for me, when I reflect on my relationships, as you're talking, I feel, oh, it's easy to, really easy to see which ones are what. Yep. So easy. Um, and, and then I think of my current relationship with my husband, uh, my third husband, um, third time lucky, I say. um and i I look at that and go yeah absolutely um because we're really here as you know to do the greater good you know to be of service to the world um even even to the point where whatever he he's doing financially to support what i'm doing he still feels he's a part of it because even if he's not frontlining it because he feels that we're in this together we always say that team tonell is our little uh, his name's Tony, my name's Michelle. So Team Tanel, it's got a little yeah. ring to it. So we always do what's best for the team. And if ever we've got sort of that um, conflict around choices, we always go, well, what's in the highest good for everyone here? And we do, we do have that real uh, enlightened view of um, decision-making, seeing things on that scale. And I think that's, um, I think that's when you know perhaps not everybody's there for their twin flame because the twin flame is going to help them to get to that point that, that you know, um, where you can make those kind of greater good decisions, you know, but it's still a journey, you know. Um, so I can I can highly understand what you're saying and it deeply resonates with me. Um, I dealt with, when I was doing my counselling practice and specialised in multi-addictions, um, had a lot of clients that were love addicts and codependent. Um, and and avoidant addicts, so they were in that relationship together. So they'd come into couple counselling, and we work through their dynamic, their dance of doing the avoidance dance and love addiction dance. And um, always remember feeling like there's a there is, you know, if you can't transform this dynamic, it's, it's not the end of the world. This person isn't necessarily. It doesn't have to be that you felt that they were your soulmate. Do you know what I mean? Like so. <laughs> I totally get with what you're saying because when you can respect a person's role in your life, even when you thought they were it, and then the loss of that can be so great, it can be turned to hate. People can turn to hate as intensely as they can to love because of that. So I think that these concepts are going to help to help them heal, to really take responsibility for the journey, their soul contract their karma, what they have to integrate, what they have to learn. So it's really great. It's really important information. Yeah. And and I think what you're, you're talking about really brings in what a lot of people refer to as the phases of a twin flame relationship. And they talk about stages and phases and everyone goes through the push-pull, the runner and the chaser. And, you know, that brings in the codependent side or the blame-shame game and you know, lots of those different patterns that can be there in relationships. But what what Spirit's kind of worked with me on is grounding those a little bit more in reality. And they really resonate with me around my journey with karmic soulmates, companion soulmates, you know, the romantic as well as the twin flame. And 
it's really about going, well, what does a dance look like? And what does that mean in a grounded reality of walking it every day and going outside your door? And that's where I think a lot of people are getting confused with the information that's out there about Twin Flames and what, can it, what you can expect. So, you know, we're, we're often put in relationships to learn and grow into more love for self. That's the purpose, the higher purpose of all relationships, whether it's with family, friends, lovers, partners, whatever. It's about learning and growing into more love for self and for spirit. Yeah, if, so true. If you believe yeah. and if you don't have that connection to spirit, God, universe, whatever you want to call it, then it's about growing into more love for you. And that, that, yeah, and and like in so many articles and things that you've written about how to do that and how to how to how to you know take care of yourself, what to do um, in those practical, tangible, daily things, you know, to remember. Um, Yeah. What I find it's it becomes so much more obvious too, doesn't it? Like the dance thing, I think, is simply about if we can't let love in like if we're not loving ourselves we, we tend to push it away when we, when it comes to us as well mm. um and so even the person pushing the love away if we're not the one pushing the love away um i think is also really important to understand that that's that's their business it's not about us right so they're pushing yep yeah, sure they're doing the pushing but that's a reflection on how much they're able to love themselves and feel connected to themselves. And so then we're less likely to take it personally and we're able to love them anyway, whilst we also take care of our, our needs and our demands or our expectations are perhaps reduced to that person because we, we know what they're capable of. Like perhaps I, I like to see it as not derogatory, but just like an emotional disability. You know, you can't love yourself. There's, there's some kind of emotional disability going on that needs rehabilitation. And to acknowledge that in a loving way. And then what I find, though, is when we get back to not projecting the fact that that's about us, that they've pushed us away, it's mm. actually about And we get back to quickly loving ourselves, making sure we're supported, taking care of ourselves, being in the love vibration. Then usually we either heal that relationship or we vibrate away from it because it's really not it's not resonating with us anymore. Like we, we, we move forward towards our twin flame um, rather than stay in a karmic soulmate relationship. Would you say that? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think those phases that we move through in relationships really do, um, they go back and forwards like a dance. And, you know, when you're dancing in a partnership, you know, and, and for me, um, I'll share an example. Years ago I went to um, a salsa class with my partner at the time and it was very much a karmic relationship. Went to this salsa class and you have to obviously get in close and, you know, be held and the male's supposed to lead. And what was really interesting and what, what I became aware of for me was how much I was unwilling to allow him to lead because I didn't trust him because of my own fears, limiting beliefs, patterns, my own baggage, or as I often call it, my own shit, um, you know, because we all have it. That's the reality. And it's just about whether we're willing to deal with it as it comes up. 
And so I had my control pattern going on and my fear of, well, if I let him lead this, then where am I going to go and I don't know what's going to happen. And years later, after I stepped out of that relationship, I went back to a salsa class and was just dancing with other men and I was really aware of how much I'd let go of that control pattern and how much I had allowed someone I didn't even know and trusted them to just lead me. And so, you know, if you can look at it in a real-world context like that and go, wow, how much of a control freak was I? Yes, I was in my Virgo element of perfectionism and control, but I had to look at my own stuff and go, well, what is it within me that wants me to control and, and know what's going to happen and plan and organise and, you know, not trust someone else to do a good job or to look after me or to love me? You know, and I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck with the twin flame stuff is because whether it's karmic or, or twin flame, and often your karmic soulmate will prepare you for your twin flame, but you've got to be willing to look at your stuff. Otherwise, you're going to get another karmic relationship, another karmic soulmate that will make you look at it. And if you don't look at it, you'll get another one and you'll keep repeating that pattern until you're willing. And, and I love willingness because... It says that you don't have to know how to do it. You just need to be willing to learn, you know, learn the dance, learn to deal with your, your shit or your stuff or whatever you want to call it and go within and go, hey, where am I carrying this from? What was the cause of this pattern and how can I shift it? How can I transform it? You know, and it's... The other, the other example that pops in is look at your wardrobe. You know, we, we've all got clothes in our wardrobe that we don't wear, that are old, that don't fit, whether they're too small, too big, just don't suit you anymore, just don't like it anymore. But a lot of people keep hold of it, like the fears, the limiting beliefs and the patterns, rather than going, you know what, I'm just going to pick these out and go, they don't fit anymore. And I'm going to create the space for something beautiful and new and amazing to come in that does fit for where I'm at right now. I'm so glad you gave that example because as you were talking before, I was thinking I have got such a good example of where I was versus where I am insofar as my choices. and. It was, it was even down to the language. And, and I hear a lot of women, even today, you know, lot, a lot on television everywhere saying it. Um, the sentence, I like bad boys, or yeah. I like the bad boy. Um, that was really, for me, that was really me saying, I like someone who isn't connected emotionally or loving towards me because mm -hmm. I don't know I'm worthy of that yet. So I'll choose someone and I'm highly attracted to someone who can't do that. And that's where I'm set up emotionally right now. So that's what I'm going to go for. That's what rings my bell, you know. And when I actually did a lot of my own healing, 
the spirit is so funny because I met Tony on an online dating uh, program, which I hadn't done before and, and, and I was, I hadn't dated for 11 years. So when mm-hmm. I met Tony, I was dating everyone and every, you know, anyone. And I didn't really want a relationship. So spirit was funny on that too. Um, I just wanted to date. But anyway, Tony's actual uh, byline or slogan on his name, username was nice guy looking for a nice girl. That's what it was. Beautiful. Just wanna, like shake your head at that. I was ready for that. I was ready for, I said, I'm ready for nice. I'm ready for, I want someone nice. Who's nice to me. I'm nice to myself. So if someone's not nice to me, hell, I don't, what, what's with that? I'm not going to tolerate that. Um, I was really at that place um, where I was ready for that. And I think that's a tangible example. You, what you're looking for, really look into that and go, why? Why do I want that kind of person? You know, when you say, oh, they're just not my um, type. Mm. What is well, actually, at the current time, is your type working for you? Is it really working for you? Um, because I think attraction changes as we evolve and grow and enlighten ourselves. I actually think what we actually are attracted to literally changes, like what turns us on, the whole bit. Um, I, and, and I so agree with you, like in, in readings or sessions or mentoring that, that I do with a lot of clients, I hear so many limiting beliefs or so many patterns or fears that are coming up. And what you're saying about the, the type and the bad boys and, you know, all of that is really a limiting belief that holds you back from what it is that you actually want because you don't feel like you're worthy enough. So it's simply coming from fear and from a spiritual or vibrational perspective, there are really two emotions, love or fear. Everything else fits underneath those two emotions as a feeling that we mentally or logically subscribe to each of those things. So frustration comes from fear. Joy comes from love. And so if you're sitting in, you know, I'm going to say a chair just for argument's sake, if you're sitting in a chair that's got a big label on it that says fear, then, you know, someone, a guy or a woman walking in who's looking for a partner is going to be attracted to exactly what they're looking for. And so if you're sitting in a chair that's fear-based and that's where they're at, then they're going to walk over to your chair and go, hey, you match me, awesome. Let's yes. go. And this morning I was actually, I'm going to share this because this morning I was actually, I had this thought, you know how you have thoughts when they drop in. I was on my run and I had a thought. And the thing that dropped in was that when, like when you think about the bad boy, because this is really interesting that it came up today after my thought, because I was thinking, you know, it's funny. You think, you you if you look at it from the bad boy perspective, and they, they mightn't even realise they're a bad boy in, in so far as um, oppressive or abusive or what have you. They, they might just think this is our role. You know, they might not see anything wrong with it or unconscious about it. But just coming from their perspective, right, they're in a bar. They're looking for a girl. What turns them on? Someone who's oppressed, someone who's submissive. They make a beeline for it 
that's what they're attracted to. They're not attracted to a strong woman or, or someone who's actually in their power because they can't have control and power over them. So how do they know that? How do they recognize that? That's intuitive. That's something that's, that they just, they just are attracted to. They don't think about it probably. Same with a woman. If, if she's actually allowing herself to be oppressed or allowing herself to be weak or allowing herself to be um, disempowered by, by actually even putting her order into the universe that that's what she wants. It's another way of doing that. But if she starts to realise her power and she starts to really unplug from the need to have that experience or that belief, she stops attracting that person because they're repelled to her. They're not... They're not looking for her. They'll just spend like about 30 seconds. Maybe she looks gorgeous and they'll be over there. But then within the first 30 seconds, they're like, and they'll just walk off, which is, I think, doing her a favour um, because, you know, she's hopefully feeling empowered and strong and happy and in herself and loved up in herself that she doesn't then need that mirror back at her. And I just think, wow, it's such a healing in that for people to know that. Yeah. That they have the power to, to attract or repel um, enlightened beings by allowing themselves to reclaim love. Exactly. And I think that, you know, the key is, yes, law of attraction does play a part in love and, and bringing in that soulmate or twin flame connection. But I think what a lot of people don't realise is that law of attraction works on three levels around thoughts, emotions and actions. So, you know, the, the I like a bad boy or I always um, attract someone who cheats or I like players or, you know, whatever. Always is a very, very long time, you know, and, and I often say that to my clients, when I hear those beliefs pop up, and it's just about recognising what words you're using because if, if we stick with that chair scenario, you're sitting in a chair that says fear, um, bad boy, player, um, I don't value myself, yes, you can push me around, I'm a doormat, whatever else it says, um, there's shame here, yes, you can blame me whatever, you know, or if you become aware of those limiting beliefs and you go, hang on a minute, I don't have to continue attracting this. If I shift my thoughts, if I shift my beliefs and it takes conscious present choice to do so in the moment and to go, no, sorry, don't want that one anymore, you can take that, you know, I'm going to change chairs. I'm going to change to a different seat which says love, joy, happiness, worthiness, um, beauty, honour, value, whatever, you know, equality, balance, um, sensuality, intimacy, whatever it is that you want to attract, you have to be that. And that's where the emotion comes in. And I find a lot of people stay with the thoughts in terms of law of attraction because that's what they think is easy. I'm using affirmations every day but nothing's changing. And I'm like, well, have you looked at your emotions? 
Have you looked at the shame, the sense of abandonment, the blame, the resentment, the grudges that are often there from past relationships? And it's just like baggage, you know, that you're carrying around on your back, um, you know, or you're, you're sitting your suitcase on, on your lap in the chair with you going, hey, I've got baggage, come see me, you know? Um, so you have to be willing to look at and take responsibility for your emotions in any given moment. If you feel frustrated, then own it, accept it, allow it and move through it. Um, and I often give an example, particularly to women, around giving birth to it. It's, it's kind of like that, that child, see the emotion as an energy ball and push it out of your energy system. But you've got to feel it. You've got to breathe it. You know, it's not just going to go away. It's there for you to work with and breathe yeah, through and, Yeah, and I think spirit speaks to us through that too. Like we ask for evidence in our life and tangible evidence outside or externally. And our feelings are tangible evidence. You cannot argue with the fact that you're feeling anxiety or you're feeling heaviness or depression or anger or sadness. It's there. It's like all over you. You can feel it. You can try and disassociate from it, sure. But if you are feeling it, you cannot argue it, you cannot argue it away. It's evidence. And I feel like spirit is speaking through our emotional reality all the time. Like even through attraction, I mean, that is a feeling. So it's like, you know, not analysis paralysis unpacking the feeling but just asking what is the message behind this what am i meant to learn um mm. allowing the space of surrender like giving birth to it involves surrender a lot of the time because you've got to let go and just allow spirit to drop in the answers behind it it's almost like spirits pushing the emotion through you so that it can actually feed to you the higher message that's trying to come through about what's really required here. Like, you know, it might be like, you know, in, in, in meditation time, going in and talking to your inner child, that's the, that's the yeah. emotion behind what's going on so you can understand the needs and take care of them from the higher self rather than project those unmet needs onto the other person and, and things like that. But I think that it's one of those things where, you know, yes, it's, it's in our feeling realm, there is so much, so much to be shown to us that not going there almost like cuts our legs off and stops us from really progressing as quickly as we could in, in relationship or in attracting that. I totally agree with you, the law of attraction thing. And, and affirmations, smashrimations, occasionally I would say, because if you cannot connect your feeling body to join gratitude and love around that emotion, then you need to be dealing with the emotion that's coming up that that affirmation is presenting. If you're not yep. dealing with it, denying it, then as I said, you're cutting yourself off from evolving towards what you want and attracting what you want. And I think that the affirmations are a good start for people who are on that, that journey of, you know, maybe just stepping into their spiritual understandings and learnings. Um, one of the things that, that spirit often shows me with emotions and how they work with law of attraction is to think about a straw 
above your head in particular that connects you with source, spirit, God, whatever, universe, whatever you want to call it. And if that straw has big chunks of food in it or big chunky bits of yuck and gunk, which are simply those fear-based emotions or feelings that you've ascribed to it, whether it's confusion, frustration, anger, hurt, sadness, grief, you know, they're all the gunk that's in the straw. Meanwhile, spirit, universe, source, whoever, is trying to bring you that loving partnership that you've been asking for, but you're not willing to clean out the straw. So you've got little dribbly bits coming through that you might see in your physical world as, as that evidence, like you're saying. So one day you might wake up and go, wow, I feel awesome today. You've got that love vibration dribbling on in. And then the next day, something might have gone on, whether it's a thought or an emotion, whether it's a reaction to something that's happened in your world that puts you back in that fear space. So you're focusing on the gunk that's in your straw. And so the love stuff can't come in while you're focused on it. So you've got to get into that straw, which is you, and you've got to clean it out and be willing to feel it. And, you know, if, if I look at grief, you know, as a medium, I deal with grief with most of my clients at some level. The opposite of grief is love. And the reality is grief is there to show you how much you loved. Otherwise, you wouldn't be grieving. And that happens in the physical world as well when we step out of a relationship, but people are not willing to clear the grief from the past. So they carry it around and then vibrationally you've got to have a mirror to show you, which is often your physical world or that other partner that you attract or situations, experiences, to bring up the grief or the anger or the resentment or the hurt, whatever, so that you release it, so that you get it out. So, you know, if you're doing that consciously, it can be a lot easier. But if you're not aware, then you're going to struggle and feel like you're working really hard to do things. So particularly when it comes to relationships, if you're going around and around in circles with the same patterns, then you're not looking at your emotional world. Full stop. I don't care how much work, how much healing you've done. Don't care. Go and look at it again because there'll be another layer. Otherwise, your world would mirror your worthiness, your love back to you. You are focused on fear at some point, whether it's your thoughts, your emotions or your actions. And the actions are that sabotage pattern, you know, control, impatience, procrastination. I want a relationship, but you're sitting at home not doing anything about it. How's that work for you? Is that aligned with what you're asking for? 
You have to be willing to take the actions towards your frame if that's your intention that you're setting. And in doing that, you have to hold the intention. You've got to hold the thought. You've got to hold the high vibration, the love vibration, no matter what is going on in your physical world. And know that if you run, then you've got something to clear. If the other person runs, then they've got something that's not about you. Never is. You know, and you come back together if you meant to, once you've healed it, once you've shifted the vibration, once you've got the insight, once you've got the clarity. Ah, my pattern's played out. Okay, I can see how that worked. Awesome. Now I know next time how I can respond from love rather than react from fear. Yeah. And the reality is the twin flame dance is about fear and love mm. and how willing you are to heal that which is within so that you can grow into more love and expand into more love, enlightening yourself, enlightening your partner and enlightening those that you're called to serve for your divine purpose. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true, it's so true because when I was dealing with the love addiction cycle um, and, and love at, primarily love addicts and love, and love avoidance, we call them, love addicts' primary fear is fear of abandonment, but their unconscious fear is fear of intimacy, which is mm-hmm. actually letting love. The, the avoidance addict or the love avoidance uh, primary fear is fear of being controlled or fear of being engulfed, which is often that fear of being loved. But their unconscious fear is fear of abandonment. So there's a complete mirror there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just being played out differently. But there's a complete mirror. And then I have clients come in and they'd be a bit of both. And so they'd be like a washing machine. So they'd be yeah. just doing that all the time. I'm like, oh, but I can relate to that. Oh, but I can... Yeah, because they're a mirror. But, you know, doing the washing machine thing. And it's exhausting. And yeah. what I would recommend people to do what you're saying is to really dive in to the emotional reality and also take care of those in, in a really responsible way. Because yeah. I think with these, um, you know, toxic and intense cycles, we tend to get addicted to the drama and we tend to, like, um, get addicted to the distraction. And what you need to do is the opposite, is to take some space or time if you need to, not run, take responsibility for it and say, hey, love you, but this isn't working, love you, I'm just going to put the relationship on hold just for a bit, just so that I can sort my, my shit out. And yeah clear my space so that I'm really clear what I'm doing here and what I'm creating and then as you're saying like come back together when you've had that chance because sometimes it gets so so toxic and I'm sure people can relate to it I mean when I was working on the psychic lines every second call was on uh, my twin flame my soul mate my love my love life blah 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 I mean so many thousands and millions of people wanting this guidance and you know, not realising that sometimes the best thing you can ever do is take some space to reconnect with you, love you, clear, feel your emotions, yes. clear, draw, 
fill up the love tank, learn how to do that, then go back and revisit the situation. And the lens that you see life through is so different. The lens you're seeing the person through is completely different. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's, that's the reality with twin flames in particular. You, you won't come into reunion with them, as people say, or come back together with them until you know, and it's a knowing and a being, that you are complete, whole and lovable and loving and loved in your own self. You don't need from a fierce face another person to, to fill those gaps. Yeah. You know, just through that love through the straw. One of you my know? worst things that I really don't like, I must admit, it's cringeworthy to me hearing, is when someone says they're my other half. I'm like, oh, baby, you know, like mm-hmm. seeing yourself as incomplete, it's not healthy, you know, but, you know, yeah. it is for me, yeah, a hard one to not react to and, and give them a lecture. Um, I, I own my shit on that. <laughs> I think, <coughs> sorry, I think it's important, you know, we each have divine mass, divine feminine energy within our beings and we need to be back in that. We're in our masculine energy, doing logical brain, you know, the providing and you know all those great things and as women we can be in that masculine um as well and we need to be sometimes in the planning and the organizing so about that intuition of you know or the feminine the intuition the flow the nurturing the the gentleness the sexiness the the passion you know and men have that within them as well. So when, and I, I get your perspective on the other half thing, um, I think it's important to know that you are your own masculine and feminine half. Another being, if you're able to come into union or um, balance with that, will expand it. And you can you can I love that. We don't talk about that, but that's that's serious. That's seriously, that's gold. Because if you feel that, yeah, and I, I, I do really resonate with the masculine feminine energy and making sure they're balanced and then attracting that. But then together, you do you, you're able to because the because the masculine can support your masculine as well, and because yep. the feminine can support your feminine as well, and vice versa. It creates more rather than less. It creates expansion. And yeah. oh, I feel that in my heart centre there, right there, bang, I can feel yeah. it. And I think that's the difference. It, it's a feel with it. Whereas, you know, my other half filling a gap, yeah. you don't feel it. It's not connected. It's not soul-based. It's not love-based. It's fear-based. Yep. What would I? It's it's attachment based from from fear, rather than you know if you're in um, union with yourself first and foremost, then you're going to be able to be those independent beings and connected at the same time. 
you know, and, and there is no separation. You, know, you can physically be in different locations and still be a soul base. And I think that's the difference with a twin flame compared to any other type of relationship. You know that, you feel it within your soul. There is no doubting, there's no questioning, there's no looking to other people and going, is he my twin flame or is she my twin flame or am I going to be with them? You know, will this work out? And look, I've been there, you know. I'm not sharing anything I haven't experienced because for me I don't teach things or guide things that I can't walk. I have to be authentic. I have to be in integrity with it. And, you know, you what I would say to all the people that are looking at twin flame relationships and aspiring to that is that you've got a journey and you've got to be willing to dig in, to heal you, to get in alignment with who you are at the very core of your being, to walk it, to, you know, expand that out into the world and then you attract that back. Absolutely. And I think on that note, we're probably going to finish up because it's been incredible and I could talk to you. I seriously could talk to you about this topic for another hour because it's so amazing. Um, but I, I, I want people to be able to... Uh, I want people to be able to know a few things. A, that you've actually dialed in from South America, Colombia, right? I have. I am now now based in Colombia, South America, because that's where my intuitive guidance told me to go. Amazing. And and, um, two... Um, that we have a Q&A and it's airing so that people can call in and um, write their questions and, and check in the live stream on my Michelle Lightworker Facebook public page. And that is actually going to be airing on Thursday, the 24th of November at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And I have the wonderful Leanne Barefoot Medium joining me. So we have we are going to hold space for I'm, sh- I'm so glad that we can because there's so much to talk about um, and, and to continue to discuss. And oh, I'm sure between now and then there'll be even more as it usually does similar way. Um, but, yeah, I hope you can join us then. And also, of course, the third thing, not last but not least, but Leanne, just share with our, our audience how they can actually connect with you, best way, websites, things like that. Yep. Um, my website is the best way to contact me on the barefootmedium.com.au or through my Facebook page, Temple of Love, Soul and Spirit. I am also available for those who want to call me on my South American number or I have my WhatsApp phone number, which is Australian-based and uses Wi-Fi. So uh, WhatsApp is is the easiest one and that's 61 419762504. So you can message me through WhatsApp or call me through there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you did such a good job remembering that number. That's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me. Looking forward to more with you um, and further enlightened conversations. I'm sure there'll be many. And um, 
thank you so, so, so much for the beautiful gift and energy and spirit that you bring to the table here. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you, Michelle. It's been so much fun. Thanks, guys. Okay.